Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I'm Michael Cole. And I'm Matthew Cravat. And eventually, our logo on iTunes will reflect that Matthew is a co-host of this show, but um, I have been lazy with Photoshop. Yeah, actually, I had an idea as well on Photoshop that I was going, I'll surprise Mike and do this one day, and I just haven't had the time okay. to do it. You know, as long as you're up. not in a rush, then I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, Passover's coming up, and um, in my house, Passover's a unique holiday, because there's a book you're supposed to follow called the Haggadah, and, you know, we're not exactly religious, but we enjoy a dinner, so I write my own Haggadah every year, customized to who my guests are, so I've been spending a lot of time after work writing um, this, nice. this weekend's Haggadah. Nice. Uh, it's got jokes in it. Imagine that. I speaking of writing and this who knows if this will make it in I it just it whatever whatever I feel like when I'm editing that's what makes it in just so we're all aware like sometimes I'm like oh this is definitely not making it in but this this what I'm about to say is not inappropriate it's just kind of uh off top well we haven't got to the topic yet but uh <laughs> speaking of writing I've been writing a lot lately and I've been feeling a lot more uh inspired lately and I'm working on a, a novel um, about 70 pages into a novel, but I also, so I use this software called Highland, which is a screenwriting software that can be adapted for manuscripts. It has like that f- function on it. And I was looking and I've been playing around with different ways of separating chapters and stuff into different files. And I'm like, and I right when I was waiting for you to log on, I was looking at it and I was like, Oh, if I were to like upload all of my chapters of my time travel story, that you've been waiting for forever. I could potentially <laughs> like, this might like be a good way of editing and going through getting myself caught up on it and like starting back up on that in my free time, which I have none of, but my copious uh, free time. So I just wanted to keep, keep you updated on that, that, that maybe that'll be something that happens in the next uh, 20 to 30 years. So yeah. Speaking of topics, yeah, so I had a thought. That's something I've been tweeting numerous times in reply to tweets that I've seen numerous times. So for people listening from the future, this week has been a rather historic week in in, in uh, the United States of America in that uh, today, former President Donald Trump went down to the courthouse to uh, turn himself in uh, for his arraignment on 34 counts of business fraud. So we don't need to talk about that, though we can. Um, but but one of the things I've been seeing on Twitter a lot, and it's not unique to now, but now it's a lot more because of this particular news item, is people saying, well, if they can come after the president, none of us are safe. They can come after any of us. Right. It's, and I've seen a lot of response to that. So, Michael, if you were tweeting a response to, some, to, to uh, someone saying that, what might your response be to that? If, if you're a criminal, they, they can come after you, yes. <laughs> if, you've right. done, if you're suspected and there's reasonable evidence and you've, of you committing a crime, then yes, they can come after you. They can come after me. And, and that's the way the system is supposed to work. Okay, cool. I'm going to pause that. Let's put a pin in that for a second. Because that's you said I couldn't have scripted it better okay. to, for the two different things you said. Um, Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. We'll pause. <laughs> no, they're, they're both they're both perfect. 
the, but then I, I'm, 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 I'm going to ask you real fast. Um, how would you describe the behavior of people who were uh, a couple of years ago yelling, lock her up, and only recently like saying, arrest Fauci, who are now saying, this is political, you shouldn't be doing this, why are you doing this? I, I, it's, I would say it's hypocritical. Like I genuinely, it, I, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to answer this one. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that's, that's the answer I wanted to hear. So here's my thing. I think that it is not hypocritical of them to say that at all, at least in their minds, okay. because you answered the first question two different ways. And one way they, they think is relevant in one way they don't think is relevant. Um, they being conservatives in general. And I think maybe a lot of people do this, but I think conservatives can almost be defined by doing this. And that is, the reason I don't think they're being hypocritical is they don't think that Donald Trump is the same class of person that Fauci or Hillary is. So when I said they can come for any of us and you said, well, yeah, if you're a criminal, and then you thought about it for a second, and then you said, if you commit crimes and they're investigating crimes, you know, however yeah. you put it, which was legal and wonderful and will not get you sued. For conservatives, those are two different things. Yeah. You are either a criminal or, or you're <laughs> someone who committed crimes. And you can be someone who committed crimes without being a criminal. So when Donald Trump is not a criminal, he's a rich, successful businessman and politician. Yes, he committed crimes, but he's not a criminal. So he should not be punished like a criminal. Where a criminal is a class of people to them. There are people they identify as criminals. And there's probably a heavy dose of racism in there, but there could be, you know, not just that. But they're like, you're a criminal. And regardless of whether you committed crimes or not, like to them, forget about racism, Democrats are corrupt. So they're criminals by definition. So if you're a Democrat, lock you up because you must have done something wrong because you were inherently a criminal, you're inherently corrupt. Where to them, picking on a Republican is always unfair, even if they broke the law because they're not criminals are just people who broke the law and people who broke the law don't deserve to get punished. Only criminals do. Yeah. All right. So I am not going to disagree with you. I'm going to throw a little thought out there. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure uh, that the scathing guys didn't create this concept, but they use it sometimes, which is make, make it Jewish. black. <laughs> black. Yeah. <laughs> and the idea of being like, I, I, I feel like I've heard, the the thought process that you're referring to, I think I've heard along racial lines before, um, more so than political. I mean, I think that no one's vocalized it politically the way you just did, but people have vocalized it racially the way you just did. You, you, you know what I'm saying? With where it's like, well, yeah, white people might may commit crimes, but black people are criminals. Or yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's I, I like think... a common thought for a lot of people, and it's something that people are a little more aware that they've thought or have heard. And whereas this, just because something isn't vocalized, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I think that this has not been vocalized, or I have not heard it vocalized until you just said it for the political spectrum. And so that, that's yeah. where I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it exists in racially too. I think they hundred percent think that for. Uh, large swaths of them. I say they, I don't mean every single conservative. I just mean, it's a, it's a common theme. It's a popular theme. Um, you know, when, when uh, January 6th arrests first started, there was one woman who was like a rich, blonde, white business owner who flew to DC on her own private jet. And she had said, I'm not getting arrested for anything. I'm a rich blonde. You know, I'm a business owner. I'm not a criminal. It's like she even said, I think literally I'm a business owner, not a criminal. 
because to her, she was white and she was rich. So she can't be a criminal no matter what she did. She wasn't saying, I didn't trespass and I didn't break in. She was just saying, I'm not a criminal, so I won't be yeah. punished for it. And that's, I think, exactly what they mean when they say it can happen to any of us. They're like, they're arresting someone who's not a criminal. He's just someone who broke laws. And it can happen to any of us because we all break laws, but we're not criminals. Um, the people saying that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a huge racial component. I thought you were going to say make it black, that I'm saying conservatives do think that way. You say black people think that way would be to make it black. But yeah, oh, I think no, there's... Oh, no, no, I meant, I meant like yeah. make the scenario black yeah. instead of... Yeah, the, yeah, the, and, the, and I think I, I didn't want to make it just racial because I think that's a huge component because they also did it with Fauci and Hillary. And I think there it's just they think Democrats are corrupt right. and therefore they're criminals. Like they fall in the same yeah. category. Even, you can be a criminal because you're black or because you're a Democrat. Even to make it not... I would say people do that for their own, you know, if, if, if we're, we're both parents, although you've experienced a lot more of what I'm about to say, probably just as somebody who's got adult children, but in the process of raising your kid, you're going to stuff and your kid's going to do some bad stuff. And the other kids are going to do some bad stuff. And my kid did, did a bad thing. Your kid's a bad kid. And I think that's a, that's a thing (laughs) that, that we kind of, that's an excuse we hear a lot too. And it, and that's you know and i think a lot of this even though we're you know you're saying conservatives do it politically um i think that that it's something that we can all be guilty of to some degree though the way that you're describing it is currently more applicable to conservatives although i think the democrat the democratic party the our side of things has been We've overlooked stuff in the past. Now I'm talking about 25 years, you know, that I can think of. Like, not it's not recent past, but you know, what I'm saying like it mm-hmm. is something that we can all be guilty of, regardless of, you know, we have blinders on to our side, whether that's yeah, our I mean, family, Ted, our Ted race, Kennedy our... got a pass for his entire life when mm-hmm. he definitely contributed to the death of a person. Maybe it would have risen to criminal if they'd ever went to court. Mm-hmm. But but it never did. And I would say on a moral moral side of things, I think, and I, and I, you know, Ted Kennedy is a great example because I grew up in Massachusetts. Ted Kennedy, that happened in '69. I think Chappaquiddick happened in '69. I could be wrong. But I'm, I'm not sure, sure the exact year, but it was late '60s for sure. Yeah. So that's 15 years before I, w- I was born, and then he died. He was buried on my 25th birthday, and he was a so senator. Are you from are you Stanford. confessing? Yes. Did you no. give him that brain cancer? <laughs> so he was buried. So that was, you know, that's all that's almost 40 years of of from start, you know, from that he got to be a senator. And then eventually at some point in that became essentially one of the top pow- most powerful senators because of, you know, seniority bre- seniority breeds a lot of power. And we and and I remember talking to people because I, you know, I, I've said this before, I grew up conservative. I still think that Ted Kennedy should have had some repercussions to some degree, at least. And, I mean, and I probably think... his only repercussion was probably that he wasn't president because he probably would have been president right. except for that. That's what held him back. Not right. a great punishment. <laughs> no, agreed. Yeah. And, and I remember having conversations with a lot of people because people loved, you know, the Kennedys and, and Ted was, uh, was our Senator and he was doing such great things. And it was like, every time somebody would challenge him, they'd be like, well, I, can't give up the power that comes with his seniority and it was like he's a you know i personally do think that he is culpable culpable for that 
woman's death. Um, based on what I'm aware of of that situation, I, we don't have to argue that. But and so yeah, I, I mean, we don't know all the details. It certainly seems like he was. But we never yeah. got a true story. It's only rumor because there was no official yeah. record. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, that's but as a good example to bring up, I was also thinking. I I personally think a lot of the Bill Clinton impeachment, the things that led to the Bill Clinton impeachment are not as clear cut and, and innocent as, as they've wanted to make him sound for, you know, the Democrats wanted to make him sound at the time. Um, you know, lying under oath is perjury is a, is a crime. And, and if he was doing that for something that he thought was his own personal business, but in a trial to, that was going to character for it, wasn't it sexual assault that he was? Well, no. So if you got the full story was, it was, um, he was being accused of bad land deals in Whitewater, Arkansas, and oh, they okay. could find no evidence of that. And unlike the Mueller report that stopped, they just kept looking until they could find something. And they were looking and looking. And then um, he had an affair. Well, he had dozens of affairs. We knew that before he was elected. There was like he had an yeah. affair with a with a Miss America before or something yeah. before. Or, well, it was Jennifer or Flowers, and then there was. Well, that wasn't him. That was that was Gary Hart. But he. Uh, I thought Jennifer Flowers was him. Maybe I'm confusing my. Gary Hart had a, an affair as well yeah. in '88. But, but yeah, but but he had certain. There was a, there Paula. Was a, there was Paula. Yeah. So what he was being so at, at the point that he lied, that was when during the investigations, uh, Monica Lewinsky's friend Linda Tripp, who she confided in him having an affair yeah. with the president, turned in evidence to them saying, "Hey, if you want something on him, here's something." completely un unrelated to what they're investigating. Okay. And when they questioned, oh, did you have an affair? He said, no, I did not. And he lied under oath saying I did not have, well, he said I did not have sex okay. with that woman. And he was like, we only had oral sex and hand jobs. So it wasn't sex to me. That was his excuse, which they didn't fully accept. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not defending him, like, but except that, that they weren't investigating him for a sexual crime at the time. I, that he lied. Okay. His lie was, when they were investigating for something else, they said, did you have an affair? He said, no, that that was the crime okay. was perjury without any crime attached to it because it okay. was perjury around something that wasn't illegal. I think when the version that I either remember and maybe I misremember or that I was told was it was conflating that with because he was accused of when he was governor having someone driven there and basically like the, the right. whatever the Secret Service is for the state. Having the them, state like, troopers, it was the state, state troopers. troopers hold her there basically while he yeah. So he had something with Paula Jones, and that Paula was Jones, yeah. <clears throat> that went to the Supreme Court. That wasn't part of the impeachment. Saying was he allowed to be sued while he was president, and they said sure he can be. Why not? And so that's like he had, a, and 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 he lost that, and he had to, and he he lost that case to her, and he paid his da his damages. That was a, not criminal; it was a civil suit. She was suing him, yeah. and he lost and, and paid her. Yeah, the impeachment was over him lying to Congress about an issue unrelated to what they were looking for. They just found something. They finally got him in a corner and found something he would lie about. And it's the reason that Trump during the Mueller thing was no way he was going to go in front of Congress because you know he would have lied and he yeah. learned from Bill Clinton, they're going to catch me if I lie. Okay. They didn't um, They didn't kick him out of office. They just censured him. So really slap on the wrist, big deal. <laughs> yeah. But That makes that makes sense. I, I Like you said, it's not defending him. That's just clarifying, which I... I yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Clint, I think Bill Clinton is a, a horrible human being, and and I 
Yeah. I mean, and one of the things I had against Hillary Clinton when she was running um, in primaries was she enabled him. She stood by him and defended him. And he did crappy things to, I mean, even the affair he had with Monica Lewinsky, she was 21. There's mm -hmm. no way that 21 year old can give perfect consent to a president. Right. So um, regardless of what her history was before and what her life was, he's the president. Um, yeah. That's not appropriate. And so the fact that Hillary stood by him is a, was a huge strike against Hillary. But then again, she was running against a sexual harasser, rapist in the general. So it was, okay, a rapist versus someone who enabled one or covered yeah. for one. Yeah, it's a, a turd sandwich versus a giant douche. Yeah. You've, so seen, was that. A, You've seen South Park, right? That... Yeah. There was, I was going to say it was the Kobayashi Maru. It was the no-win scenario. Oh, yeah. Different <laughs> the true of lesser of two evils. So the reason I asked you to kind of lead this this one is, is A, I didn't understand where you were going with it via text. I know. It's a secret. Which I like. I'm glad. I I, I'm, I really, I, I was kind of happy to come in a little blind on that. Uh, second reason is, is that I've already gotten into one, we'll say conversation, with a conservative family member about about the arrest or the indictment sorry not arrest and the indictment uh the converse the conversation around it uh, was argumentative while not un unfriendly not like it wasn't we weren't fighting but it was argumentative and i was like i really don't as soon as you texted me that this topic yesterday i was like I'm going to let him lead this so that it doesn't, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want it to like be a slamming. <laughs> I don't want it to just, Oh yeah. You, you disagree with me. I'm going to go on and do an episode of my podcast against you. <laughs> now, I feel uh, myself I, I texting. I guess like it's pushing back on my own because it's what I keep seeing people on the left saying they're so hypocritical. And I'm like, I don't think it's intentional hypocrisy. It may be hypocritical by definition, but I don't yeah. think they're acting hypocritically from their side. I think they literally think, it's not appropriate to arrest him because he doesn't fall in the category of criminal. Like that's, you know, they, they don't understand why you would go after him. Right. Just he should, he's, because he is above the law because to them, the law affects certain kinds of people, not other kinds of people, including a lot of the high level people who are saying it, the other congressmen and, you know, people who are saying, look, come after any of us. Yeah. Cause you probably are breaking the law cause you don't think laws apply to you. Yeah. I'm saying when the president does it, it's not illegal. Right, exactly. That, and I think that's the mentality. Yeah. There, there's a certain amount of if I do it. And that's there's a fallacy, I can't remember the name, of that where when I do something, and maybe it's not an actual not formal fallacy, but there's a when I do something, when I speed, it's because the road condition was perfect and I'm in a hurry and I'm a really good driver. When someone else speeds, they're a maniac. You know, there, there's, there is that, like, we, you always have, we always have a reason for what we do that's bending the rules, but we get mad at someone else who does the same thing because we don't see their reasons. We only see they're bending the rules. As soon as you just worded it that way, I feel personally attacked because I am 100% <laughs> guilty of being like, why did you do that? That's stupid. While I would, but I can handle doing that. You know, I have, yeah. there's a, I can name like probably like 30 different ways I do that. So yeah, there was a, when we met, you were reading Piers Anthony's on a pale horse. Yes. Have you finished it yet? Yes. Okay. Um, did you ever read any of the sequels? No. Yeah. I didn't think it did. I know we hadn't talked about it. So the next book in the series was um, called bearing an hourglass. And it was about the incarnation of time. 
And there's a sequence when he's trying to see Mother Nature that she puts a, in all the books. When someone tries to see Mother Nature, she's the most powerful of the five main incarnations. She always makes them go through a lot of hoops and like tests. Piers Anthony's big on that. Piers Anthony is big on you have to pass challenges or tests to see the powerful wise person. And like all his series have some level of that. And when um, Norton, who is becoming time, or Kronos, has to see her, he has a thing where he's trying to walk across this field at one point or walk across the street and someone in on a motorcycle almost hits him and he's really pissed off with them right right and then um and then later on he's riding a bicycle and there's someone in a um in a in a car that you know, almost hits him and he hates that and then he's in a boat when he's in the boat he almost hits this a water skier and then and then this stupid person swimming is in his way and he cuts in front of them intentionally and like splashes out waves like his wherever vehicle he's in someone else is always in his way and doing something stupid and not paying attention mm. and then um when he gets to mother nature it's revealed that it was just a time loop on itself with an illusion over it and he was the person walking when he was walking he was also the person swimming and he was riding the, the car he was also the person in the on the boat and he was the person on the bike and he was it was all one event and he was all three things at the same time and all three look places he thought the other two were wrong for what they were doing because he saw it from his perspective each time when he was a pedestrian he's like i'm by myself they should let me pass when he's a boat he's like why is that stupid pedestrian in my what swimmer in my way and uh so it's this exact thing done um in a visual way even though it was a book so it wouldn't be visual for you so in a described way um well the words are visual yeah i would see the curve of the a's <laughs> and yeah that a's got a nice curve yeah it does i like the caboose yeah. all right so i think but... we're done with this talk no i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> um i with with the hypocrisy i mean i think that you're right with the with this idea of it's the the hypocrisy being non-existent for them because because they see their their person they, in this case Trump differently. Um, what I have a hard time with is just the amount like because it's not the first hypocrisy that's come out of this group, and it's not you know like it's it seems like it's nonstop now, like it's. But I think part of it is because they think there's different sets of rules. Like they don't think it's like I think that to me, and I'm not I'm not a conservative, but to me it seems like the conservative mindset is I should be allowed to do whatever I want and tell you what you can do too. And so to them, the fact Mm -hmm. that they're telling you what to do when they say I don't want to be told what to do isn't hypocritical because to them it's one thing. Me being able to do what I want includes telling you. Like I'm the party of small government who tells you you can't have an abortion or travel across state lines to have one. And they don't see that that's not small government because to them it's, it is because it's, they're not being affected and affecting you isn't, isn't part of the equation. They're a little egocentric. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say the, the, the evangelical is, you know, cause, cause largely, I mean, Trump's got supporters that are not, just evangelicals but we get that and there's you know there's the hypocrisy of when you get uh actually i don't know enough scandals in the even i, I know i listen to cogdis and all those where they talk about them but i know about the catholic scandals uh, yeah, yeah we have jim baker go to jail yeah. for 
for defrauding his followers. And then when he gets out, he builds his ministry. Well, he's not allowed to call it a ministry anymore. So he, now it's a business, but he has the same exact show and built it back up. And the same people came that he cheated came flocking back to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time to grift right now. Um, I think we're in the golden age of grift uh, because it can be religious. It can be political, but it doesn't have to be. You can, yeah. So I was playing, uh, I had a free download on PlayStation uh, of the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game. And uh, so I'm playing it because it's fun. You know, it's nothing special, but it's fun. Unlocking different uniforms is fun. And every once in a while, while you're swinging through town, J. Jonah Jameson breaks in over the radio. And it's similar to the way it is in the um, Tom Holland movies where he's like an internet guy, conspiracy theorist, rather than being a publisher of the newspaper. And in the game, they say how he used to be the publisher and he was run out because of his conspiracy theories. And they thought he was going away and suddenly he's bigger than ever. And Leah was listening for Leah, listen to the last week episode. Um, and Leah's like, oh my God, it's Alex Jones. <laughs> you know, like, like, that's exactly right. They based his character completely on Alex Jones. You know, yeah. Here's this uh, conspiracy nut who can say anything he wants and people will listen to him no matter how insane it is because they've already chosen. I'm going to believe him no matter what he says. I don't know. Do we just want to make this episode all well, about hypocrisy? Or Well, I mean, I would say a, a related thing is um, since we're both aspiring skeptics, we both try to be skeptical as, as, as much as we can. I, I don't mm-hmm. like to claim it as I'm done, but we both try to be skeptical. I think it's an important self-regulating tool to have to, to examine what your reaction to something is and like, am I defending it or, or buying into it? when I wouldn't if it was on the other side. Like if I hear this politician committed a crime or was corrupt, do I judge whether I think it's true or not by who's being accused? Right. I, I'm definitely guilty in sometimes uh, in some circumstances of doing that. There are really fun instances though where I am pretty consistent and and I'll I'll get gotcha stuff from people on the right when I'm talking to them. And so like I was conservative until I was 24-ish, 24, 25, something like that. Most of your life. Yeah. At this point. So so, far. So far, most of my life. um, I was conservative. And and so, like, I, you know, when we're talking about Trump and stuff, if if when Bill Clinton comes up on on those occasions that he comes up, I'm like, no, I, I mean, I was 13. Emotionally, he's the bad guy. (laughs) I was 13 uh, when that happened. So, like... Keep, take it with a grain of rice, a uh, grain or a grain of salt, but or rice, rice. Yeah, I don't know. It's a Passover, grain... so rice would be forbidden for me. So that makes sense. Okay, uh, but take it with a grain, of, grain of salt. But I, I was, I was against it. I was one hundred. I mean, I remember being in sixth or seventh grade, and like we had discussions about it, which was real awkward, by the way, to the the whole thing because come on a dress well we didn't we didn't talk about that detail it was just like he had a sexual affair and it was just that was the wording we used sexual affair and um and i i remember literally like being the only person arguing like no like he's he he lied under oath he did this and he, you know and like and and fighting for it and you know like we, we just said like obviously we both think he's a, a, a bad person. And... and I wish he had been removed from office. I mean, not that I don't think that perjury is the a, a perfect reason to remove someone from office. Saying I didn't have sex is a great reason to go down history as being removed. But right. I think it would have been better for the country had he been. It would have set a better standard of you yeah. don't get away with anything. Yeah. There's also a really good chance that Al Gore would have 
If Al yeah, Gore had really f- fucked shit up, is that Al Gore would have won? Would have like... <laughs> he would have been running for re-election instead of election. Mm-hmm. It... But you know, I mean, think about how different the world would be right but now. But frankly, Al Gore should have won that election. He just they stupidly they had Bill Clinton stay out of the election. He didn't campaign for him at all, and his approval rating was still sixty percent. And in some states, it was eighty and ninety percent. And he didn't like he didn't go to Arkansas and and campaign for Al Gore, and he had a 90% approval rating in Arkansas. Like Al Gore distanced himself so much that it cost him that he didn't use yeah. him. He was he was more moral. He was being moral and ethical, saying, I don't want to use him because of what he did, and right. he lost because of it, Like because he could have swung a couple of states. If he had done that, Florida wouldn't have been a, an issue if he had swung two other states. Right, right. But anyway, so back to my original point, which was, I've had some real like fun with because people think they're going to catch me in a in a hypocritical moment or or in something and that's not my favorite one. My favorite one is that um I was talking to somebody who was anti um anti same same sex or marriage equality. At the time it was gay anti-gay marriage, but now it's marriage equality. And they were like, "Well, if if you uh if you allow gay marriage aren't wouldn't the next step would be um would be uh multiple or po- po- polygamy and and they were like yeah. we, we got gotcha. you we, we we got gotcha. you and then like the, there's two argument there's two ways to take the argument one is is like well that's a separate thing like it's a separate thing but that's not the way i went with it the way i went with it was yeah, that doesn't bother me. And it would like there nobody knows if if that's your argument is that well the next step is is polygamy that and someone says to you, yeah, I'm also I'm all, I'm okay with that. They yeah. don't know where to go from there. And so that was yeah, always, I mean, that's always I, I think been polygamy today is done really horribly in many cases There's pressure yeah. there's there's inequities, but if it were a legal thing that was actually regulated you know, yeah. like it was legal and you it was out in the open and it wasn't in little compounds and weird, then it probably would be a much safer, healthier thing. Kind of like yeah. sex work. If it wasn't yeah. if it wasn't illegal and hidden, it would be able to be more controlled by society's peer pressure, if nothing else. Be more yeah, absolutely. Properly done. And I and I think that there's problems with polygamy with but a lot of those problems It would be a legal challenge. A lot of the laws around that are marriage benefits would be challenging yeah. like inheritance it would definitely yeah. not be easy well it's gonna, that's what i was about to say is like everything would be more complicated with multiple yeah. uh, with more than two two partners but it doesn't mean that it's undoable as it is like things are complicated with two if if you know if let's say you and i turn this podcast into a uh a business at some point if we then have a, do you know you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> uh huh. If we have a third or a fourth person, what, whether they're behind the scenes or whatever, become a partner, it's immediately more complicated than when it's just you and I. Everything I, I, I in just, life. I just is had this conversation in real life with a friend of mine who said they made someone in there. He owned an ad agency. He made the person. They made the two. Him and his partner made a third person, twenty-year employee, a partner. And in five years, that person decided now with this experience, I'm going off to do something else, and get un quitting would have been easy getting a partner they had to buy him out and the value of the company had gone up so they had to pay him in five years more than what they let him buy in for like it was a huge big deal that like and then taxes destroyed them like they made less money that year than uncle sam did from their business yeah and it was because the third person left and they're 
they didn't have a way to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is more complicated when you add another person or when you add more, the more people you have, but that doesn't mean that it's undoable or that it's not undoable, untenable, um, or that it's like, there's any kind of moral issue with it. The moral issues, I think, you know, it ends up coming down to how much, what did did you call it? Perfect consent. I usually think of it. Yeah. I think that's what I said when I I was talking about, Yeah. yeah. But like, it, it, you know, consent becomes a tricky thing uh, because because informed consent is really important. And so, like, that I believe that's the difference but between like bigamy and polygamy. Right? Is is polygamy is I have five wives and they know about each other. Bigamy is I have a wife in this state and well, I got a wife in that state. And well, I mean, I, I think bigamy is just two. Bi is two two wives. Um, oh, okay. I think that, I think it's bigamy is marriage stuff where like um, polyamory is I have multiple relationships, not necessarily mm-hmm. married to them, though. Yeah. Yeah. I but, do. Uh, I think it's kind of big of me to do this entire thing. Yeah. And I think what you'd end up doing is say, you know, everything we've assumed legally about marriage would have to go away and become a contractual thing when you get married. So instead of saying, oh, we can file jointly on taxes and you automatically share in everything if we get divorced and you automatically inherit my stuff, which is not true in every state anyway, but, you know, all those kinds of automatic things now become a, well, it's a negotiation. I have three two wives and another and a husband you know three wives and a husband in this group so there's five people two men three women uh, or one intergender person whatever you have to work it out in contracts what it's going to be if someone leaves or if someone dies and figure it out it's not just assumed the way it is on a two-person relationship yeah that makes but sense. also the difference between the, those things is um for same-sex marriage and differing sex marriage it's still two adults entering into a legally binding contract of marriage when you mm-hmm. say polygamy well, that's a different situation that's more than two adults it's not an automatic slippery slope i think any two people should be married doesn't necessarily mean i think any four people should be married that that's right. that, not an automatic jump right i mean i do think it's probably okay but it's not automatic yeah whether or not i believe something can can really work and whether or not i think it should be allowed to be tried are completely different because i yeah i do person have, marriages have... don't work half the time so what's right. the difference right and that's yeah. part of where I look at it as is like, yeah, I think marriage is is difficult. It's um, it, it's difficult enough with the minimal amount of people in. Although there's been lots of people marrying themselves on like TLC or whatever that channel is that <laughs> that likes. But to... it's like, you know, I have three children, and. Jacob and Joseph are 14 months apart. So like, you know, Jacob was, you know, still in diapers and we're like, you know, you know, we're getting another one in diapers. Like, you know, we're starting just getting ready to, to walk and we're, you know, we're just walking and suddenly we got another infant, you know, all those things. And my philosophy was, you know, one baby takes up a hundred percent of your time. How much more can two take? Yeah. And I think it's that way with spouses too. Like one wife takes up a hundred percent of your time. How much can three wives and a husband take up? I mean, it's still it's already, it's already taken up all your time. What's the difference? Have you tried pitching that to Madhavi? Um, she doesn't mind the husband one. When I yeah. say another husband, she's good with that. Oh my god! I saw this video on Instagram, and it was these two guys telling their friend, like, "Dude, every woman wants a threesome. You gotta." You gotta try, you gotta give her a threesome. Like, dude, she'll drop hints. I promise you, just pay attention and she'll drop hints. And then it cuts to that guy on a date with his girlfriend or whatever she is. And, uh, and, you know, and he, she, she says something like, oh, it's nice to meet you to the waitress or whatever. And he's like, that's a hint. Oh, oh, 
I see that you got us the uh, the prettiest waitress, and that must be on purpose, huh? And he like he's just like trying to pick up every single hint, and and he you know he keeps being really inappropriate, and he goes back to the two guys after having like several times been like like blatant in front of the waitress and everything else. He goes back to the two guys, and he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. She dumped me, and they're like. She dumped you? And he's like, yeah, I wanted a threesome. or we, I, I was trying to give her the threesome she wanted, and she dumped me. And they were like, well, how did you go about it? And he goes, well, the waitress that she was clearly flirting with. And they're like, no, 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 dude. With a girl? And she and, and then he's like, yeah. And they're, they're like, no, 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 no. They want a threesome with another guy. And, and then he goes, you guys have never, you guys have, have only had threesomes with two guys? And they're like, yeah, threesomes with two girls don't really exist in real life. Those are just for the movies. <laughs> and that, it was hilarious. Um, and I Sometimes I'm not even there for the threesome. It's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what's the guy? The, what's the guy who does one one liners? British guy that you've definitely talked to me about because uh, Joseph likes him. Um, he does the inward laugh. Oh, uh, was that the Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr has this joke. I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy Carr where he says, "I talked to my to my uh, girlfriend about a, a threesome, and she was she was kind of excited about it, and she, considerably less so when she realized she wasn't one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when um when Madhavi and I were in uh, childbirth classes, and we did like super granola head classes, the Bradley method, which is natural on acid. And um, except they wouldn't take drugs, so it wouldn't be on acid. But they were talking about um, how having sex during labor can speed labor along. There's chemicals in semen and having an orgasm contracts the uterus and all these things. And they're going on about it. And I go, yep, we're doing that. Definitely having sex uh, during labor. And the wives all give me nasty looks. And one of them says, you know, your wife has something to say about that. I'm like, why would she have something? Oh, oh, did you mean with her? And oh, they were so mad at me. Madhavi's la- laughing. And this one couple we got along with really well. We used to go out to Good Berries for ice cream after the class together. They are turning purple, trying not to laugh out loud, and everyone else scowling at me. That was great. Uh, there's a good chance this is getting cut because if she, she listened to last, <laughs> she loved last week's episode. She was listening to it. And, and it was funny. She had her headphones in. She was talking to me about it. And she was like, and, and she kept talking to me while it was going on. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's a great point. I'm like, I cannot hear it. So I don't know <laughs> Thank what you. part you're at. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if it was my great point or Leah. Or <laughs> Leah's Matthew. great point. And she's like, oh, I keep forgetting you can't hear it. And I'm like, yeah, don't have a fucking clue. But it was good. Everyone's, every time she listens to it, I'm like, yes, we got another listener. Yeah. Also, we got we we hit 500 listens. So that was pretty cool. Oh, cool. That is cool. I thought it was more like 10. 10 hundred? No, 10 people. Well, the, it's also an update on Leah. Leah and, and Madhavi went to the legislature, legislature today to the um, building um, to meet with Representative Cynthia Ball, who's over Northwest Raleigh, I think. And uh, anyway, they, when they went there, like in the halls while they were waiting for their appointment because they got there early, uh, one by one, representatives are calling that call, calling out to them. Um, one of them, Deb Butler, was like, um, "Are you guys still here?" Because they were there last week, like, like they've been like loitering for a week. And then um, Josh Stein, who's the attorney general, state attorney general, and he is 
the leading Democrat right now for governor, um, you know, the you know, primary season. He's the only one I think who's declared or the most famous who's declared. Um, so he's likely the Democratic uh, candidate for governor. Um, he was walking by and Madhavi, Leah haven't really met him, but Madhavi called out and said, hey, Josh, Josh Stein, um, what are you doing for Seder? We're doing our Seder on Saturday, you know, happy Pesach. And so he laughed and so he came over and talked to them and took a selfie. And Leah's like, just so you know, you can't win an election in Wake County unless you have a selfie with me. So good thing you came over. I think actually, not that we need to hit the, the gun point too much uh, again this week, but I, I think the gun point is another spot where I feel like hypocrisy really shines through and and i know that like our topic started off kind of like it's not hypocritical but i think the gun thing gun rights tend to be this this weird state of of like wanting your cake and eating it too and and you know the the, the thing and i don't know if, remember if i said it last week on the show the thing that always gets me that I think is is the hypocritical part is the people who want the guns will do the deflection thing and then not yeah the, not the bullets um, no they'll deflect they will you know oh this isn't a gun issue this is a mental health issue okay what do you want to do about mental health yeah let's and get that's free mental health care right and that's where I think that a lot of the hypo- yeah. hypocrisy comes in is like. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, there is a term for that. And I apologize for not knowing it, but where you change the subject. Um, what about ism? What about ism? And then, and then, and then do nothing about it. Like, yeah. and what about ism is one thing I, I, I think of it more as in like a nebulous, but like, just deflection, just yeah. Deflection yeah. in the idea of like, but I have no intention of ever touching the topic of you know like right. mental health yeah. with guns it's these... just being disingenuous like I, like i don't I, i'm not saying we shouldn't do gun laws uh you know i'm saying we shouldn't do gun laws because it's a mental health issue but i don't want to stop mental health give you mental health care so that's not really yeah you, you don't really you're not really looking for a solution to the problem you're just using an excuse for why you don't have to address the problem yeah you're not going to address that either yeah yeah that's true i think the hypocrisy comes more when like the last school shooting um, seems to be have been, uh, perpetrated by someone who is trans, and they like they're looking to make bills saying trans people can't have guns. Like, like I don't know how they yeah. can do that without background check because they don't want background checks, but they want magically to single out one group. And they never said, "Hey, look, ninety percent of um, mass shootings are done by white Christian males. We yeah. should ban white Christian males." Like they've never said that. But when it's a minority, they jump on you know the minority group and say, "Aha, there's a reason they shouldn't have it." I can get rid of 0.01% of the shootings that way. I I think, and it's been, it's still recent enough that I think we haven't gotten there yet, but my, my guess with the argumentation as we go forward with this is that is the one mental health issue, whether you think it is or not a mental health issue, they assume it is and that they're actually willing to do something about is, is trans people. They think that it's a mental health issue. And that, which I think there are mental health well, issues. Well, the irony is, trans. The, the gender right. dysphoria is the mental health issue. Transitioning right. is the treatment. Right. And they miss that point. That's right. the, the, the transitioning right. is, is how you treat the mental health issue. Yeah. But I would guess that they're going to, I mean, not that, I don't know. As far as I know, the, the, I, I saw a video and, and I didn't fact check it, to be honest, uh, where they said that the number of trans shootings, 
what out of the amount of trans out of the amount of mass shootings in general it was less than the percentage that the population is trans of the population that is trans so therefore they're shooting on a less less frequently than right their yeah a trans mom, person is less likely counterpart yeah like, like so, any individual trans person is less likely to be a shooter than a white male is, is likely. right Right, and so and they were saying that, and and like I said, I didn't fact check that to make sure that that was correct. Yeah, but I have not either, but I've heard the same statistic. Yeah. And, I, so and I, I, it doesn't. I mean, I've literally never heard. It doesn't ring as untrue for any particular reason. There's right. no reason it should be one right. way or the other. But but given that, I that's the only thing that I think could keep us from having to argue what I was just saying. But I think that ultimately, when you have the you know trans trans issue is is for conservatives is the current it's the satanic panic it's the it's the thing we're putting all our eggs in this basket yep. it is um, the latel, latest moral panic for sure yeah the latest moral panic but it's but it, on a degree that i've never seen really uh, i'm sure we've, we've well, had i mean it was panics. similar to this like but behind you know around the time of same-sex marriage it was like this for homosexuality with them and they've lost that battle socially, so they've moved to trans people uh, even more. Yeah, but do you ever think it was this single issue as it is now? Because I feel like at the time that we had the the same sex marriage argument, we were also having the, we, I mean, and it, which I think is was a massive fight was um, like uh, universal health care, the Obamacare um fight, and I think that that was this. I think we had some issues that were. I won't say that they were taking up as much of the attention, but they were, they were at least visible on the pie chart. Whereas I think right now, if you were to make a chart pie chart of the issues that are being talked about by conservatives, tran- mm-hmm. trans issues are going to be so big that you're not going to well, see the slip. CRT, I think CRT is just as big right now. I mean, it was well, I think I mean, a year or a month two ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything yeah. about CRT in six months to a year. And I think it went. It did really well in some of the places where the trans stuff wasn't flying as a as a wedge issue. But I don't uh, during the mid midterms, which was the midterms were a year and a half ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was big during the election season, CRT, yeah. and now the election season. Well, they a lot of them won on CRT. Oh yeah, yeah, lo- yeah. Laws have been passed. Like Virginia Florida, though, every week, every week there's another thing in Florida with you know, oh yeah, okay. the things being taken out of textbooks and stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so maybe and I'm wrong. and still and still just um, gay issues are still issues in Florida. True. That don't say gay bills. Not, they, they're not even just just focused on trans. They're still doing the last couple of moral panics. Yeah, yeah. Wait till the Dungeons and Dragons movie seems to be a hit and people are liking it. That I I, I will not be surprised if Dungeons and Dragons Satanic Panic re, re, rears its head because um, the movie's successful. I loved Dungeons and Dragons, and I literally at one point thought it's so weird that. People thought this was a, like this was a satanic panic in the eighties. This is like crazy to me, but I I, I started playing in um, nineteen eighty, the summer of nineteen eighties when I started playing, and luckily I do not have satanic pan. My my parents bought me all my D and D stuff as my bar mitzvah present. I started playing over the summer with friends, and they scoured New York City looking for every D and D thing they could. Yeah. Um, for when I turned thirteen, uh, that fall, so I didn't have to worry about that. Uh, you know, hippie parents. But um, but oh yeah, I mean they made a Tom Hanks was in a TV movie where he went crazy because he was playing mazes and monsters and started attacking his friends and was um you know because he thought he was living the game. It was a TV movie with Tom Hanks. How dangerous it was to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's hilarious. So 
I don't I don't want to do a moral panic episode as of right now at least. So I think I just want to get this out here right now. Okay. Uh, so Purge the, mor- yourself. the moral panic that was around uh, I was probably a little too old for this, but I heard about it. The moral panic that was going on when I was I'd say like 20ish for the high school kids were rainbow parties. Do you know what a rainbow party is? Um no, not off the top of my head. Rainbow parties is when you would go to a party, uh, guys and girls, high school was guys the, and girls. Was it, I was wondering if it was the was the one where they had wristbands and it said what kind of sex they have. Was that the rainbow party or is that something else? That is something else. That's okay. similar, but this is different. So, and every girl would have a different shade of lipstick on. Oh, you would try to get a rainbow. A on, rainbow, yeah, on your genitals. And yeah, I can see. And it, I the remember, only one I'm missing is your mother's lipstick. I remember hearing about it. Uh, it's I don't remember what the context was that I heard about it, but it was like somebody was really upset and and like, oh, can you believe this is happening? And and it was crazy. And I remember thinking, like, where are these parties going on? And uh, and I then I go. and then I was really into cracked dot com for a while. They had some really good articles. They were a really them. good site for a while. Yeah, yeah. They fell they apart. Good, besides, the, besides the jokes, they had good investigative reporting. They really did. Yeah. And one of their podcasts was talking about moral panics, and they talked about that, and they said that they were not able to find evidence that it had literally ever happened once. Yeah. And I was like, what? This is like, <laughs> the, a moral panic became my fetish. No. <laughs> it was definitely not something I hadn't been like, I would do that. I would go to that party. Like, it was definitely not a. I would kill uh, to go to that party. <laughs> I would sacrifice a, a baby on an altar. <laughs> <laughs> I just to come to come back to the threesome story. There was a time that um, when we were first married, Matthew and I were in a, a restaurant, and this is horribly canceled culture today. It would be a horrible thing to do, but I didn't know any better then. I was in my twenties. Um, a gorgeous waitress went by, and I couldn't help but turn and watch her go by. And Matthew said, "You know, we were just dating." She goes, "Would you cheat on me for her?" I was like, "Honey, I would kill you for her." <laughs> This is the last time she asked me that question. Nice. <laughs> now she points people out. Did you see her? Yeah. We we do not have that relationship, Sarah and I. Good. Mother being, oh, you, it's Sarah. Oh. Yeah. But Sarah lets you drink from her um, Starbucks cup, so that's that's sweet. Yeah. I It was funny because I, I had this at work today, and Subba was like, why do you have my name on the... Because she thought the <laughs> R was a B, and she couldn't see the H at that angle. And I'm like... It's Sarah's cup. <laughs> Sorry for that quick interruption. Uh, uh, Matthew's cat just decided that we were done with this episode. Leah's cat. My cat Sorry. wouldn't do that. Okay. There are three cats in the house. And one is Madhavi's, one is Leah's, one is mine. They all, you know, they chose who, who their human is. That is Leah's uh, kitten. She is, um, she, we just got her uh, a little, like a month and a half ago. And she's like, you know, like less than six months old. And she's very kitten. So she attacks everything. Including okay. my computer setup. All right. So what I was starting to say was I was in a relationship and I would, you know, I had free reign to look at other women in front of her and comment and just be like all, all id. Um, and when I started dating Sarah, I think I like did it. I like, I like did a full head turn for somebody. And Sarah was like, look, I get it. You're going to look. You're a human being, but like, can you just not do it in a way that feels shitty to me? And, (laughs) 
And that's been the basic, and I don't think that's too much to ask. I think that was a good like way of, of setting that ground rule. And, and we've kind of stuck with that. There's been some exceptions where, where it's been actually the exceptions have all been where there's been like a clearly like there's been two situations in our, in our relationship where there's been just absolutely like stunningly attractive women. And as soon as that woman is gone for from sight forever, Sarah goes, that's like the one girl I would consider having a threesome with. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> let me find her. I need to go find her. That uh, there was a, a woman who was involved in my theater. She came manager the theater. At one point she pissed off a friend of mine and his wife and they got really mad and whatever. And on the way home, she said, the wife said, that's it. She's off the list of possible threesomes. You know, we're, we're never having a threesome with her. And he was like, wait, is there a list? When was this an option? Why did I know about this? Is there someone else that I shouldn't get into a fight with? You know, it's like, yeah. All right. With that final, uh, is this episode going to be hypocrisy and threesomes? Is that what this title of this episode is going to be? That sounds wonderful. Yeah. The hypocrisy of threesomes. There right. was some, there was a movie about threesomes. It was called Sex Monster or something like that. Like, well, like not a porn rate, like like with Margot Hemingway or something. And like the dude is his wife brings home a girl, and then like his his bet he's like all smiles all the time, and his friends are like, "You just you're just cheating on her in front of her, so you don't get in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay, this is a topic I want to talk about as a whole episode, mm-hmm. and that is because you just said it. And that is this mentality that we have. You said that you're just cheating on her in front of her so you don't get in trouble. I did say that. There, I want to do an episode. It doesn't have to be about polyamory or poly- polygamy, but it's about of the idea of different rules for different relationships and how we always think of relationships from the perspective of our own. So the the best example, and this this was before the slap, uh, several years ago, I saw an article about couples in Hollywood that had open marriages, and it Will Smith and Jada was a huge part of that article. And they were talking about the open marriage concept and all these, you know, the details of an open marriage. And then it said, "But one thing is for certain: somebody cheated in this." And I'm like, "But no, they didn't. Not if it's a relationship. Right. Cheating and is the, the lying part. If you're not right. lying, then you're not cheating." Well, and the the other thing is, is that I, and we can save it for the episode because I, I I do want to do I actually think there's a lot to talk about here and I do want to talk about it as in a whole episode but I always think of it as cheating is the set of rules that you've created is breaking those set of rules that you yeah. and your relationship have created so like Kurt Cameron as much as we don't like Kurt Cameron Kurt Cameron and his wife have an understanding that they don't kiss other people George Clooney and his wife do not have that understanding at least not within the context of making a movie there's plenty of porn actors and actresses who are married. There's open relationships. There's polyamory. There's uh, polygamy. There's all these other setups. And the the idea of cheating is breaking your set of rules. But we always look at it as, no, you broke my set of rules in your yeah. relationship. And I just think that would be an interesting topic. Yeah. I mean, it, one of the things that brings to mind is the fact that in the public eye, it is more forgiven by the public to have had an affair, gotten caught, said you're sorry, worked it out with your spouse, than to be Will and Jada and say we have an open relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So on that final note, 
we will we will we're gonna... i love how you go into a sexy dj voice there all right this is michael cole um, wrapping up talking about the big stuff now that we've talked about my big stuff and the threesomes with my big stuff no that's the whole reason back to the asmr <laughs> yeah um so anyway uh do you, you have anything you want to say for the end of the episode I really don't want you to plug anything, and so I'm not going to plug anything because that would be hypocritical. Nice. Well, I didn't want you to plug anything, but I am going to be hypocritical. I'm going to be hypocritical. Hypocritical. No, that's a hippopotamus eating shrimp. Yeah. I don't have anything to plug, but I was just going to. I was just going <laughs> to disagree with you just to to, to do it. Just to be contrary. Um, I will say I'll plug this podcast. Um, if you have been enjoying this podcast, please go back and listen to some more episodes. Uh, like and subscribe. If you well, I guess you don't like, but you can subscribe. You can give us ratings on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you, the more that we get listeners, obviously the better it helps. The more it helps us. Uh, if we can get to a thousand downloads a month, we can. Um, monetize which i'm sure you all want ads so maybe that's a <laughs> maybe that's not the selling point i'm thinking it is but for for matthew and i that might be the the benefit to start actually you know being able to have a little bit of a budget to do yeah stuff we could with. pay for the beef jerky that we eat while we're uh, recording yeah all right so that's about basically what i'm going to leave you all with and then the skeptics creed thanks for talking <laughs> about the big stuff with us yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Thank you for talking. Thank you for sharing the big stuff with us. <laughs>